0: You ready? Yep. Sticks and stones take five.
1: the Six and Stones Cigar Podcast. I am your host, Ebony Lincoln, and she is
0: Tracy Crow, your co-host.
1: And we are here to bring the cigar bar to you. Tonight we are going to review really quickly what we are smoking and drinking. So I am drinking a um, gin and pineapple juice, and I am smoking a Sweet Jane, which is by uh, Deadwood Tobacco Company. And it's a mini. It comes in a tin with 10 mini cigarellos like this. And it's a Nicaraguan cigar. So the binder, filler, and wrapper are all from Nicaragua.
0: All right. And I am also going to piggyback off of her. And I am smoking an acid uh, Blondie, which is also a Drew Estate uh, cigar that is also originated from Nicaragua as well. And it is nicely wrapped. And it tastes nice. Paired with a Malbec this evening.
1: And we are pleased to be joined by our friend, our soror, our sister, Kara Owsley. Kara is an award, a national award-winning visual journalist and director of photography for the Cincinnati Enquirer. I always like to point out that she is. Surprise winning! Um, she is very much invested in her community, but more importantly, she's invested in building the pipeline of future photojournalists and helping uh, create a path for those who want to do exactly what she's doing right now, living out her passion. So, welcome, Kara. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you
2: for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Yes, we're so pleased to have you as a part of um, our podcast this evening, and so.
2: What are you drinking over there? So I have a little bourbon. One of my favorites is Bullet. And I mix it with a little bit of lemonade. So Karen, let's let's really get into it.
1: Uh, in the simplest of terms, talk to us about what you do every day.
2: So the past uh, almost three years now, I have been a manager. So I'm a photo editor. Um, what I do is assign my team um assignments every day so I am more like a liaison between the reporters and the editors in our newsroom but prior to that I was a photojournalist full-time I still shoot but not full-time my passion has always been people and being in the community mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. behind the camera I'm, I'm able to tell people stories um and I just love doing that but I also know that I am a leader So for instance, one thing that I do is I participate in a um, high school journalism workshop that the Greater Cincinnati Association of Black Journalists sponsors along with um, SPJ, Society of Professional Journalists. I'm hoping that at some point that one of them will take my job. Like I I want another black woman, black young man to have my job at some point or to work at another newspaper because we are needed. Um, Cincinnati is like more than 50% black. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't have it. Our, the makeup of our newsroom does not reflect that it's better than what it has been in years past, but I just hope to improve on that. And other cities, um, across the country that have majority or more than half of, um, black population. Um, but it's a struggle because I just think that Young black children just don't know that this can be a job. Um, but I know that what I'm doing is um, not just a benefit for the journalists in our newsroom, but for as black journalists, I am the only black female manager in our newsroom. Wow. So I am many times the one to say, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, we're not doing that story. This is the way we should do it. Right. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, like the Chucks and Pearls. Uh, When the inauguration of Kamala, they weren't going to do a story. And so I brought to their attention how important it was uh, for black women and for black Greeks and how we were supporting her. And so we end up doing a story of uh, a family. They were AKs, actually, uh, three generations. I said, well, on top of that, I know a lot of other black female um, in sororities who are supporting her and wearing the chucks because of the inauguration. So what I did that day is I saw stuff on Facebook and I tried to represent all the black sororities, Delta, Sigma Theta, sororities, Zeta Phi Beta, Sigma Gamma Rho. And I just asked people for their pictures. And so I built a gallery myself of all these different black women who were supporting Kamala Harris. So like, to me, that was very important because guess what? That story wasn't gonna get told. Like where that came from. Uh, One white person just saw all people wearing chucks and these t-shirts and they didn't really know what it's about And i was like, it's more than that. And so we end up doing a story about how important HBCUs are the thing about it was that was like the most viewed story of the day the next day So for our metrics it it did really really well Um, So that's you know, I know that's very important I just know that 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 story wouldn't have been told if I wasn't in a newsroom Awesome.
1: So tell us what your experience has been as a African-American female photojournalist just trying to live out your passion and and do this job?
2: We have to go back to Western Kentucky University, how I met you all. Um, So when I was in that program back in the 90s, I was the only black female in that program. So I had that intimidation factor already because I was not used to being the only black kid in the classroom because of the high school that I went to in um, my hometown of Louisville. I wasn't I wasn't used to that. So but what I found was there were my professors at Western, all white men. Mm -hmm. They saw that I was very eager and I was passionate and I wanted to grow. So guess what they did? They did whatever they could to help me. That's great. Um, great. And when I mean help me, like I can remember one of my professors who still teaches at Western that I still talk to. uh, He stayed up with me, stayed at the computer lab with me to two o'clock in the morning so I can finish my project. Um, I didn't start having issues with being a black woman, a black photojournalist until my first internship in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I was with this reporter out in the country of Fort Wayne doing a story about this general store in the country. And the family that owned the store was very nice. They knew I was coming. I had been out there the day prior, the second day I was like, I wanna come back. When you all have like the locals come in and sit around and drink coffee. And they were like, oh yeah, come back. So I got there like six or seven in the morning. And there's took this one little old guy, very old, was sitting around drinking coffee. And I don't know what they were talking about. And all of a sudden, I'm just taking pictures because they were laughing, having a good time. Of course, I'm the only black person in the room. And he said, Yeah, they tell me my grandmammy was black and ugly like her over there. Wow. Boom. You know, I was 21 years old, so I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I just sat there, because I'm thinking in my head, I still have to take pictures. I'm an intern. I still got to tell this story, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even though that was so wrong. But let 48-year-old Karen have that happen. (laughs) That would be a totally (laughs) different story. (laughs) The thing about it, the reporter was there.
0: Yeah. He said
2: nothing. Mm. He said nothing. That was an eye opener. And this let me know what I was ahead for. Um, I've had some challenges with sports uh, as well. I'll give you an example. When I was in Jacksonville, Florida, covering March Madness, Xavier University, which is in Cincinnati. um, They were in the tournament and always covered Xavier. I was at whatever arena in Jacksonville, And we have assigned seats. So whoever is the director over the media, they assign the seats on the floor. And of course, Cincinnati Inquirer is the only newspaper from Cincinnati that was covering the daily paper. Um, and then there you have like associated press or Getty images, wire services, and of course all men, right? So what I did prior to the game, I get there early, always go early, make sure that they have my spot because they assign you a seat. Um, so when I first went out there, they had my name, because it's Kara, you know it's feminine. Uh, they put my name behind all the men. Wow. So meaning I'm sitting courtside, right? So I'm sure you all have seen, watch basketball games, you see the photographers courtside. They had my seat behind all the men. And I'm like, that ain't gonna work because I can't see over them. That brought it up, like you need to move my seat now. So I'm from the Daily Newspaper. And they moved my seat, but then they moved it back. Um and so of course they didn't go over too well. And uh I said in a professional manner, No, I need to be in the front. And eventually after back and forth, I was number one on the court, uh, far as the photography seating goes. So it, it has there has had its challenges. Um But like I said, at this point in my life, I know how to fight for myself, but not at 21 years old. Um, That actually happened in like 2015. So that I was in my 40s at that early 40s at that point. So I was able to like, "Uh -uh. no, what you're not going to do is have me sit behind some men so I can't see.
1: Awesome. Well, kudos to you for standing up for yourself and standing up for for women in general because we deserve that respect um, no matter what the profession that we're in. I just want to real briefly and quickly talk about uh, the fact that you have ventured into being an author. Uh, You joined a group of super talented women and you all pulled your resources and expertise to write a book about the pandemic. So tell us about
0: that.
2: Yeah, so I would have to say that was the vision of one of my line sisters and she has written a book before but she just sent us a group text was like you know what we're not doing much what are you all doing to stay motivated what are you doing to keep your faith Um, and and so we just started talking back and forth and we had all these things that we were doing to try to not uh, be depressed to stay encouraged and she was like you know what, we can, we can do a book. And so she came up with four different topics like faith, family, religion, uh, mental health, physical health. And so we kind of just picked whatever topic we had. I was struggling with physical and mental health and I was having a lot of issues. So I had to come up with this plan for myself to make sure that I didn't go too far left with the depression, weight gain, um, as long as it wasn't snowing, you know, too bad or anything, because um, Cincinnati weather is ridiculous. And I would get out and I started walking, um, even during the work day. And it helped break up all those virtual meetings. And sometimes I will be walking with these earbuds in and listening to meetings. because so a lot of times it's just a lot of listening. I would input when I needed to. Um, and that's what I wrote about my chapter. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
2: awesome. awesome.
1: Well, Thank you so much, Kara. We really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you to learn more about what you do and to learn more about uh, the book that you are a part of. I guess the last thing I would just ask before we go into the crow's nest, um, I would ask what what advice you would give your younger self, you know, that young uh, African-American girl from Louisville, Kentucky, Uh, What advice would you give her or other young people of today who who are wanting to do some of the same things that you're doing right now?
2: Don't be afraid of failure. A failure is a great way to learn. I still fail at my age and I learn from my mistakes all the time. And don't be embarrassed by it. Don't be embarrassed by messing up, right? You just brush yourself off and you keep going. Um, That's one thing. The other thing I would say is, Give yourself some grace. Um, Give yourself some grace and then believe in yourself too. Like, don't think that your dreams are too far-fetched because I'm going to tell you, I never, back when I was at Western Kentucky or back when I was in Fort Wayne when that man told me I was black and ugly, I never would have thought I would win a Pulitzer, right? I never thought that I would shoot the World Series. I never thought that I would cover March Madness and fly all over the country, cover President Obama Cover um, Vice President Kamala Harris, I never thought I would be able to do any of that, and I did, so you just really have to put yourself um just believe in yourself and you have to work your butt off
1: yeah, yeah. good advice good. And, and so such a full circle moment to to kind of have that feeling as a young person and and now to have all of the accomplishments that you have under your belt. And still many more to go, I'm sure. So, again, thank you so much, Kara. We're going to go into the crow's nest.
0: All right. Welcome to the crow's nest, Kara. Um, Today's topic is something that as soon as we say the name, we're already like, oh, wow. Today's topic is Kanye West. So, Kanye West just celebrated his 44th birthday. And uh, he did not celebrate it with his guaranteed-to-be former wife, Kim Kardashian. Uh, instead he decided to celebrate it with his ex-girlfriend a Russian model how soon do you move on when you're not even fully you know you're separated legally but you're not divorced and you know of course you know they're celebrities they can do whatever they want but he still hasn't finished the chapter of his you know of his marriage so for me In that relationship and then move on because I feel like it's not fair to the person that you're moving on with because she in her mind thinks that okay it's done you know marriage is different you need to have it on paper that this marriage is dissolved and then move on how do you feel about that
2: oh I love this topic and I'm gonna tell you why because you know sister been single for a long time right Mm -hmm. and so I have an issue when I meet a man and they say I'm separated, legally separated. Don't come to me with that. Right. Because you still have ties to that woman and you need to resolve those ties. Not only that, Kanye has is it four children? Tracy, is it four or five? Four. 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 I
1: think it's four. He has four so. young
2: kids. What yeah. do you does he not care say five, 10 years down the line, that stuff is not going to die on the internet, right? They will be able to search that and see that his, that their father is, is just out just like, okay, whatever with this Russian model, whoever she is. I just think that it's so wrong on so many different levels. You have four children and not only do you have the four children, can you not just wait? Like, can you resolve that relationship with your ex, with your maybe soon to be ex-wife before you start to something new? And I see people do that and I hear it all the time. Well, I've been living in the basement or I moved out and got an apartment. No, dude, you still are tied to that woman. Right. You need to cut those ties before you actually move on. Why, why you can't wait for a few months? It don't take that long to get divorced. Like, I don't I just I totally disagree with that totally disagree um you know i don't know of course we none of us really know exactly what happened that relationship with him and kim but i just i just think that it's just so wrong
0: i really do i think this is a respect level for me the respect is even though this marriage is over i do no longer want to be with with my spouse where is still the respect for th- the mother of your children and your children and what it looks like and what type of father figure are you being? What, what message are you sending to your daughter, your firstborn, about how, you know, she should revere, you know, he's the blueprint. And so you're teaching her the wrong thing. And you don't really realize until it's too late man, I, you know, I, if I had to be able to go back and do it differently I would do this. He knows what he's doing and I feel like it's just lack of respect on all levels for, for Kim and for the children.
2: I will say this, I have said this for years and be free to disagree with me I think Kanye West when his mother died yeah, mm-hmm. he just really, really changed. Um, I think that Left a huge void in him, and I don't think he was he has processed it still. I can't imagine that pain. I don't know if he did therapy or whatever, but he really, um, even when you just look at his career itself, a lot of things changed a lot. I'm not saying that as an excuse to move on to a relationship and not be clearly divorced, but I really do think that things just really. For him, he's had a lot of issues since since then yeah i
1: I would just add um so of course, we know that um that he's also dealing with some mental mental illness yeah um, and and as someone who has recently lost their mother, when you put mental illness on top of grief and loss it it is a lot it really is a lot to deal with um so yeah i I totally think. Um, whether you are married or not, as you are going through life and you have these major things that happen that you have to take the time to process them and to and and work your way through it and and I, And again, I have to say for married or not, like if you 're just out here dating i don 't think it 's healthy to just jump from relationship to relationship to relationship and and i I may have made that decision uh, at certain points in my life that I'm going to in this relationship, but I am also going to try to take some time to heal from that previous relationship before I just jump to the next one. So I would just say in his case, he's he's got a lot going on as as it is, but he probably needs to take some time to just heal from a lot of different things including this marriage that he's in now. It probably is a little soon.
0: Well, here's well, what he- I will say that I think that is a good step in the right direction for Kanye, and I'm going to wrap him up in the crow's nest, is that at least he has um, connected with his father. Mm. Um, At the age of 42, he did, and I think that that's going to definitely help him go in, hopefully, a better direction with knowing where he came from and, you know, a relationship that you think that, At 40, you think, okay, you know what, I'm done. I didn't have a relationship with my, let's say, mom or father, whoever. At least I can say he's going back to his roots to figure out where he came from, and maybe that can help him with his mental illness. So we're going to keep Kanye lifted up, and um, we're going to close out our uh, topic for the crow's nest.
1: Well, thank you, Tracy. Thank you for that topic, very uh, spirited topic, as, as they say we need to rate our cigars in our cocktails so i have the sweet jane uh, it does have some sweetness to it so you um, you taste a lot of like uh, mocha and um, there's the earthiness to it and things of that nature so if you're into the uh, like a sweeter cigar uh, this is a good cigar for you i would certainly recommend this for somebody who's really new to cigars too because it's not something that you can that you're probably going to waste because it's so small. And pairing it with the gin and uh, pineapple juice was was really lovely. I give it a four and a half.
0: Okay. All right, I also had uh, an Acid Blondie, which is more of a vanilla taste. Got a little cedar in it, very even-bodied. Also a Cigarello, which is very... uh, um, Good for me in a sense that if I'm not really wanting to smoke, even if it's in a two-hour setting, I like to switch it up a little bit. So I would give this one a five all across the board because it's definitely a good go-to. And although I paired it with a Malbec, it goes great with uh, any bourbon uh, of choice uh, would be an old-fashioned for me with this. And um, that's my rating.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Do you want to promote your Any Handles, Kara?
0: Yes,
2: so I am Cara Photo 23 on Twitter and Instagram.
1: Uh, thank you again, Cara. Well, we just want to remind everyone to like, click, share the Sticks and Stones Cigar Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, all of the normal social media platforms. And more importantly, you can even follow us on Patreon. So we would encourage you to visit, uh, visit us there. Last but not least, if you have been smoking and drinking with us, we do encourage you to do so responsibly. I am your host, Ebony Lincoln, and she is
0: your co-host, Tracy Crone.
2: And we thank you for joining us tonight.